So if you guys have any questions whatsoever about keto or intermittent fasting, whether you're starting keto as a new person or just need to debug your program, or you have a question about a product, call one of our keto consultants. They'll be able to help you. Call 540-299-1557. That's 540-299-1557. Welcome to the Dr. Berg's Healthy Keto and Intermittent Fasting Podcast, where Dr. Berg takes you on the journey for the truth about getting healthy and losing healthy weight. Good morning, everyone. We, wow, that was enthusiastic. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Well, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah. And we have a lot of questions to answer. Anything that we say is not meant to diagnose you or cure you. It's just meant to uh, give you information to do your own research. Mm-hmm. You need a pen. Ken. I need a pen. There you go. Yes. All I'm right. Waiting for social media to pop up here. Okay. Well, why don't you ask me? Um, How's it going? Good. Anything? Anything new? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to be releasing uh, quite a few videos um, in the next coming, coming days. I actually released one today on potassium and energy, on the sodium-potassium pump, a very, very That is one hot of my topic. favorite subjects. I don't think many people even know what it is. But, um, you know, it was a simple video, but it took me like 10 hours to make it simple. So, phone um, call. You got a phone yeah. call. One second, guys. I want to pull up now. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it took me a long time to just make it simple. So it looked like a simple video, but it, you know, there's just not a lot of information about breaking it down to an average person. But it actually is fascinating because the majority, the lion's share of all your energy that you use in your body is allocated for that, that pump, hmm. that cellular pump. And uh, if you haven't watched the video, you can go to YouTube after we're done and check it out. But I'm going to be releasing some videos um, this week on how to help your friends lose weight. Uh, if you ever wanted to help someone with stubborn weight, I'm going to show you like seven or six steps. Okay. The six. The six steps, steps to, to helping successful. your friend lose weight. Your friend. Family member as well, okay. and neighbor. Um, <laughs> also, oh, here's I'm going to talk about. CAT scans, MRIs, the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about fasting as it relates to appetite and nutrient levels. Uh, I'll be talking about how to get through the holidays, how to survive the holidays. I love the holidays. And keep on track with your healthy eating hack. I'm going to talk about seven <laughs> hacks Ooh. to keep on track. Adjectives. Um, okay, in good. fact, I might even talk so about wait, that throughout. So you're going to do that today? No, I have a video on it, but I will talk about it. I think we should mention it at some point. Yeah. Um, and I have a very interesting quiz. Okay, so one so. quiz today. Yeah, but we have a, we have a lot of questions to answer. Yes. And, and one I, last I, video I, I almost forgot about. Oh. We're gonna, I'm going to talk about vitamin K2 and pathological calcification. A hot topic. That nowadays. was, I woke up this morning and I was like, dang. 
What about that pathological calcification I know. issue? A lot of people are curious about it. Uh, well, we're going to answer that question. Okay, good. And I'm going to say, if Steve's listening, I don't. I didn't get it on YouTube. Are you getting anything on YouTube? I got Facebook going. Yes, ma'am. You do. Okay, so just keep looking for it. You can actually use this if you want. Okay. But I'm going to go right to Susanna from Toronto. Um, you had a question. Ah, there it is. Are you there, Suzanne? Yay. Yes, I am here. Hi. What was your question? Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, my question. My qu hi. Uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you. Recently, I found out with, uh, about you, and I love your videos. It's very short. It's right to the point. It's very educational. I just want to thank you for that. And my question is uh, actually, uh, lately I diagnosed with uh, follicular lymphoma. Um, sorry. Um, can I do keto? Well, here's the, here's the thing. Um, now, when we're dealing with uh, cancer, um, I'm not going to give you anything like specific because that's between you and your doctor. However, this is what I would research if I were you. I would watch um, my videos on uh, lymphoma that I have already and I would absolutely positively jump on the healthy keto bandwagon and do that as well as intermittent fasting. There's some real key points. You want to um, beef up, no pun intended, your cruciferous vegetables, number one. You want to keep your carbs really, really low. You want to keep your protein probably not, not very high. You want to keep it kind of moderate. You want to do intermittent fasting because Cancer can live on two things. One is sugar, the other is um, protein. So if you do too much, but if you do intermittent fasting, you can actually counter that. Um, those are some things that I would highly recommend that you do. And since you brought that up, um, you know, we get a call or an email probably every single day um, with people with certain diseases, certain situations, they're in, they have cancer, and they're wanting to know, what do I do? to reverse this. And unfortunately, it's, um, it's a thousand times harder to undo cancer or disease than it is to maintain a healthy eating plan. So the best thing to do right now for those of you that don't have a disease is to maintain your healthy eating. Implement it. Keep it implemented uh, just because so many people one day just wake up and they have this illness and they're trying to fight their way out of it. And it's very difficult. It's very stressful. The whole family is involved. And um, the chances of overcoming it are not that great because it's hard to find a good evaluator sometimes. You go to the doctor, like, they're managing your symptoms, but they're not really evaluating the cause, what to do, what to eat. And so you're left by yourself. So anyway, that was a long-winded answer. Okay, thanks, Susanna. Uh, Sarah, you're from Houston, Texas. Go ahead. Hi. Uh, Hi. Thank you, Dr. Brock, for taking my call. Uh, I wanted to ask you, I'm doing keto uh, since uh, January 1st, and I lost 40 pounds, and I am taking all your supplements, uh, elect uh, electronic, um, the one, um, I'm, I'm taking the uh, wheatgrass and all the stuff you are telling us. Uh, and my energy level is really, really good. Only thing is now I cannot lose more weight. And I'm trying to do 24-hour uh, fasting, and and, and sometimes when I do that, I'm getting a severe headache. And I have a med spas and little small clinics 
uh, uh, I'm the owner of that and I just go and work and don't have time uh, in between to make the meals and stuff for me. So I pick up the salad and meat and stuff from outside. So, and I just wanted to know those are the reason I'm not losing weight anymore. Sarah, I think I have the answer for you. Um, but I have a quick question. Sure. Um, sure. Do you notice that you're losing anything in your midsection at all? Is your waist actually at least shrinking a little bit? Yes. I never had a problem with my waist. I have a little tummy underneath and I have no children. Okay. So uh, I, I, overall, my whole body, I lost weight. Okay. Uh, Next question. And I go to gym three times a week. Great. Sure. Next question. Do you find that you can go long periods of time without eating, without hunger, or do you find that, oh my gosh, I am getting hungry, I am craving certain things? Uh, after 48-hour fast, I did three, four times. Uh, I was not hungry, but I was like uh, bored. Like something is missing in the life. It's like yeah, giving me a little anxiety. Okay. okay, join the club. Okay, Sarah, um, here's what I would do. I'm releasing a video on how to help a friend lose stubborn weight. You need to watch that video and follow it to a T. I also have several videos on Plateau. Um, I personally think, Sarah, um, I would focus more on getting healthy right now and just give it more time. Um, I would definitely do more frequent prolonged fasting. I would try to do 48 hours and keep stretching that. Some people, if they're over the age of 45, going into menopause or after menopause, they just have to go longer with intermittent fasting simply because they have very severe intermittent uh, insulin resistance. And I think that may be happening with you. Um, I don't know for a fact. But that's what I would focus on more than anything is that and then bringing your carbs down to close to zero. And you could even do um, my, one of my programs called uh, Keto on Steroids. Watch that video. Um, those are some things that I would do. But stay tuned for the video that I will be releasing in a couple days, okay? All right, Karen, where are people um, watching us from? Okay, well, so far, uh, well, all over the United States, right? Virginia, right here in Virginia, Maryland, New York, New Jersey, Louisiana, Canada, I mean, um, California, because Canada isn't part of the United States, but Canada is way out representing the rest of the world, so thank you, Canada. We appreciate that. Scotland, Iraq, Denmark, Virgin Islands, Cyprus, Poland, Kenya, Switzerland, Arabia, Finland, Algeria, wow. Ireland, South Africa, Brazil. That's awesome. And it's only uh, 10 minutes in. Incredible. There you have it. Very exciting. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, while you get a question, I'm going to go to Ruth from Dallas, Texas. Who said I didn't have a question? Well, you had your Hello? time. Hi, Hi Ruth. Ruth. <laughs> hey, good morning. Good morning. Um, I, I have been uh, on your healthy keto plan for, I guess, about two and a half years. I've lost the weight that I wanted to. I got rid of my diabetes, my fibromyalgia, my diabetes, uh, my gallstones. Got a lot of energy. I feel great. The only thing is, is um, I, of course, went, I'm going through menopause now, mm -hmm. and I've been trying to work on getting rid of my hot flashes. Um, I take all your supplements, the nutritional yeast, the cruciferous, the estrogen, the adrenal, the mitochondrial, the essential aminos, 
seek out, I mean, I, all of it. Well, I'm Everything. not kidding when I say all of it. Yeah. But in addition to that, I every day drink 10 cups of salad with your electrolyte powder. Okay. Yeah. So my question to you is, is it possible to really do too much to where, I mean, because I, I kind of backed off on the nutritional yeast. I was taking about four or three tablespoons, two, two to three tablespoons a day of it. And I backed off thinking maybe the flashes were from too much niacin. Mm. Um, and it weren't, wasn't really flashes at all, but that didn't seem to help. And then I noticed the essential, uh, the mitochondrial also has the B in it. So I just stopped taking the nutritional yeast and have just been taking the mitochondrial but I still feel the flashes mostly at night yeah. when I'm sleeping, where you, you kick the covers off and then put them back on, kick the covers off. But then a couple of times during the day, yeah. I will also feel the flash. It's, it's just not, I mean, it, it's, it comes and goes pretty quick, but it's yeah. like, ooh, I got to get undressed. Okay. Um, well, well, but I don't know if all of this stuff is too much for yeah, me. Yeah, I got it. Well, you can always uh, cut back and see if that helps, but there's, you asked two questions. One, can you take too much nutrition? Of course you can. Um, the, the mitochondria energy, um, a lot of the other products I have are food-based. So you, it's really hard to take too much. They're not these high-potency synthetics. Now, the question that a lot of people are asking, which I'm going to do a video on, is what about potassium? How much is too much potassium? Because in, in our product, we have um, 1,000 milligrams per serving size. Okay. Well, and normally, if people are deficient, and a normal person needs between, well, 4,700 to sometimes even 5,000 uh, milligrams per day. So how much is too much? When you get up to 12,000 milligrams, that's when it's too much. So uh, if you're taking a couple scoops a day, you are so far below any potential problem. And um, since all the cells need potassium and your kidney has the ability to get rid of excess amounts of potassium, way more than iron and way more than even sodium, it's a, a pretty safe mineral. And then of course people will say, well, what, isn't calcium, isn't potassium dangerous in the kidney? Well, no, only if you have like stage five uh, kidney failure. I mean, that's very rare. Of course you're not gonna take anything, but if you don't have that, it's actually very beneficial. Now, as far as hot flashes go, what's happening with hot flashes, you have this, um, it's a glitch in the circuitry the messages from the ovaries um, going to the hypothalamus, are, there's a little problem with that because you're not producing the full quantity of estrogen. There's many different things you can try as you're already trying. Um, I doubt if it's too much nutrition. I think what I would recommend is um, taking a little bit more um, vitamin E. Vitamin E actually supports the pituitary and it's been known to really diminish hot flashes. Um, and then the worst case scenario, you could take um, some of the natural herbs that actually are phytoestrogens, a little more of those, and that, will, that can actually give you more of the good estrogen and help to uh, counter that. I don't recommend that right off the bat. Not that it's bad, but um, watch my videos on the, um, on the hot flashes and I give you a series of recommendations. Okay, Ruth, thanks for calling. Now, Karen, ah. you have some questions. Yes. Also, I want to know, uh, my Facebook isn't, uh, I'm not getting more questions. So there might be a little bug on, on Facebook. Okay. So YouTube, here we go. All right. Um, 
So here's a question. Is it okay to take only 500 to 600 calories? The question says while I'm fasting. Yeah. I, I think that that can't mean while the person's fasting because that wouldn't right. then be fasting. But if a person is fasting, five or 600 calories, that seems light. Well, um, what happens is that I'll see if you, if you could find it. No, down. he knows. Okay, so there is a couple programs out there right now, like the uh, fasting mimicking diet and also another program, which actually is just like the five and two, which you basically, your so-called fasting is you're, eating, you're consuming 500 calories. That might be what they're talking about. And I totally do not recommend doing that simply because it's uh, not really a true fast. You're actually consuming 500 calories in a day. And then plus, if you have low calories and you're eating, the fact that you're eating is going to stimulate insulin and you're going to be really, really craving and hungry. So it's more difficult. You haven't adapted to um, this um, uh, ketosis that well. So as far as calories in general, let's say you're eating 500 calories on your OMAD, one meal a day. Uh, that is not enough because you're, you're, it's impossible to get the nutrients. So if you're doing OMAD or even one meal every other day, you should make sure that meal is not dirty keto. You should make sure that meal has all the nutrition and you should definitely add more supplements to make sure because over a period of time, what you're going to notice is that you're going to have, start having symptoms, whether with the hair, your energy, and that's basically just nutritional deficiencies that show up down the road. Um, if you're a vegan doing keto long-term, you better be careful because you want to do B12, for example might not show up for months, and then all of a sudden it shows up in serious nerve damage, which is sometimes hard to reverse. So you, if, you can do it being a vegan, but you just have to know what you're doing. Okay, good. Now here, what? No, <laughs> another question. Okay. Good. Um, does the ability to go into ketosis have anything to do with your income? Yeah, the more wealthy you are, the more you can do ketosis. I mean, it's just it's a proven it's a fact that you fact. go deeper into ketosis based right. on your It's actually doesn't even have anything to do with what you eat. It's just like there's a it's in like, the universe. Like, it understands what's in your bank account. It's like saying, um, if I turn up that light lighter, well, like like that says nothing to do with it. Now, it has nothing to do. But with But I think it. I think here's the thing: when you do intermittent fasting, see, no one ever answers me on this one. And I give them the solution. They say, oh, I, it's too expensive to do keto because I, I, I have to buy now organic food. I'm like, yeah, but you're also doing intermittent fasting. You're eating one meal a day. So therefore, we just cut down your bill by one third. But I never hear any response when they say that. They don't, mm -hmm. I don't know if they like that answer or whatever. But And I it mean, would be two thirds if you were eating three meals a day. Never mind all the snacking. If you could afford the carbs, you could afford doing keto. Lori and I are saving a bundle. Yeah, I mean, do there one meal go. a day and, uh, you know. And do you I have to take a bunch of supplements if you do keto and intermittent fasting? No, fashion? you don't have to. No. Just, you just have to eat healthier. Right. That's all. Good. Okay, good. Do I get another one? You get, you get another one. Go ahead, Karen. Okay, good. So first of all, there's a request for you to do more videos with your massage tool. Oh, okay. Noting I could do that you haven't done one in two years. You know what? Uh, let me make a note of that. <laughs> That's a good. You know, just so you guys know, I actually read a lot of your comments, and I get great ideas for videos. All the videos that I'm doing here, including the one I didn't even tell you about on pinworms, is going to ringworms, is going to be based on people wanting to know. So, massage tool. I will do a video on that um, since I use that every night. 
Okay, good. And then um, here's someone. She's on uh, keto and IF for three weeks, and she's got a diarrhea, loose stool. Um, I would look at the vegetables that you're consuming. Sometimes, the, like you want to look at all the changes. Like, are you doing? Um, it's not necessarily cutting out carbs, creating the diarrhea. It's probably adding more vegetables that you're not used to. Uh, so you might want to change it up, take less vegetables, and then gradually increase it because you might not have the bacteria to deal with that. And also, a lot of times people when do keto, they do um, sugar alcohols in their keto desserts and their keto bombs, and then they end up with diarrhea from that. Or they do MCT oil, which is a laxative. So those are all reasons uh, for diarrhea. And by the way, if you do get diarrhea, um, zinc is a good remedy for that. Also, make sure you take your electrolytes because you're going to be losing them all and feeling very weak. Hmm. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so Alan from Charlottesville, North Carolina. Charlotte, North Carolina. Go ahead. Yes. Hi, what was your question? Yes, Dr. Berg. I so appreciate. Yeah. I uh, take, um, I have muscle cramps in my thighs, and I've heard you say take uh, calcium with uh, vitamin K2 with that, and that did help. Um, but what what I'm wondering now, I've had four stents put in six years ago, and I'm wondering if that's that may be, and I, I may take 1,800 um, units of, uh, of calcium per night wow. to manage these muscle cramps, and I'm wondering if that's too much, but if I go any less, then I have these cramps. So. I'm glad that you called, Alan, because uh, um, that's way too much calcium for someone that it's dense. It'd be a good idea to do that uh, calcium um, coronary artery test or a scan. I think it's called a CAC uh, scan. But there's different terms for it, but you want to measure the amount of calcium in the coronary arteries. Um, and if, it, if it's high, then we, it's, a, it's a big issue. I would, so I would not take, start taking that much calcium. Here's the thing. I just released a video on potassium and energy. You should watch that because there's a little sodium pump. And one of the functions of that pump is to keep calcium from accumulating in the body. So that pump needs a lot of potassium. And this is why potassium fixes the cramps as well even more than the calcium because it, it helps to mobilize the calcium so you can contract and relax correctly. Now the sodium potassium pump also has sodium, so you also need sea salt. So I would go after the potassium and sea salt as your primary thing and not do too much calcium right now simply because that's definitely an issue. And I will release a video on um, pathological calcification so you can get more data on that. Um, you can also, so sea salt will help with cramps, potassium. By the way, mustard will also help with cramps. And apple cider vinegar will help with cramps. Um, magnesium will help with cramps. So I would, go, I, I would go in that direction. Thanks, Alan. Okay, T from Australia is live with us. Are you there? Oh, yes, I'm there. <coughs> um, thank you, Dr. Berg, for all the information that you share with us um, through your videos. Um, well, I've got a few questions. Um, to begin with, the first one is that I recently have been, you know, surging into, because uh, I'm not as per your body type, but uh, as per the, you know, 
as for what medical science has given us the body types i'm endomorph and i tend to gain weight very easily and very quickly so i've been trying to maintain my weight throughout but recently i saw i went to two um what do you call documentaries on netflix one was game changer uh it's totally about vegan being vegan and another one is another one is ma- magic pill right. it's all about ketosis Okay. So that it 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 it's kind of um quite confusion if if you can come up with anything like you know uh anything on vegan ketosis yeah uh, that would be really helpful like if it's 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 already there I'll definitely look into it okay so uh T so, um you get one question so <laughs> I want to keep it really short but I will answer that question I did a video review on game changers gave my opinion on it I think you can be a vegan I have no problem with you being a vegan It's just more difficult. Why? Because you have to know what you're doing. You have to make sure you're taking the B12 and these other nutrients that you're not going to get um if you're a vegan. So that's one thing. Also the amount of protein. The other big thing is keeping your carbs low. That's difficult. You can do it. Um uh, but but you just have to know what you're doing. Uh I have maybe one or two videos on that. I have not done much more on that, but you're just going to have to do your own research. But um that's my viewpoint um on keto and uh, actually watch the video to get the full thing and you also I know you mentioned um you have autoimmune I do have some videos on that but the one I would watch is on MS I would apply that information because one thing which which could be very beneficial to someone with autoimmune is vitamin D high levels of vitamin D so um check that out and um apply it okay thanks T Karen Hi. Hi. How's it going? It's going good. I'm ready for a quiz. Oh, okay, good. So, here's the quiz, the first quiz, guys. Or the first actually the only quiz. Um what is America's favorite vegetable? Don't Don't say. Okay, let's see what your answers are. And while you're answering, Karen's going to ask me more questions. Go okay, ahead, good. So here's someone they have swollen glands with for years. Yeah. With no uh medical diagnosis of infection or mm. anything from the blood tests, done the whole medical route, nothing. It could be a lot of things. Um one thing I will say 95% of the population, this is very common, um has Epstein-Barr virus. Now, Epstein-Barr virus, you get it, you know, when you're younger and then it can come out later in life uh in different ways. It can come out as a so so thyroid, it can come out as fatigue, um swollen glands, swollen lymph nodes, rundown achiness, swollen lymph nodes. So, these viruses kind of come in and out of remission. The saving grace is that um as long as you're healthy and you avoid all stress, you're totally fine. So I would actually uh increase the zinc and vitamin D for viruses. Mm-hmm. Um and then watch my video on all the different remedies. You know what? I don't even think I released that video yet. So I um, I might have watched my video for um natural remedies for virus antiviral. I think I did actually watch that video. And I think that's what I would do for swollen glands. Okay, good. You were looking for a short answer like no, yes or no. No, no. Okay. No, we're just they're looking there. Oh. Oh, a how about um here's a recommendation for a video. 
of how to get kids off sugar and into a keto lifestyle. We could probably talk for a long time on that. That might be a Dr. Burke and Karen video. I think I would use the same solution as I did how to get your wife to lose weight uh, video. I would, wa I would watch that when you actually um, pay them cash. Um, I'm not talking about anything with my wife, but because uh, she did, I don't, I don't need to. Pay Why? Her, uh, because, because she does it herself. I do the finances, <laughs> and I can pay myself. So um, the point is that uh, if you bribe children, that seems to work um, with candy. That's, but the, no, I'm just kidding. That, but no, we'll I'm do, we'll do a video on that yeah. because, um, you know, we went through the same thing that everybody, every parent goes through. education it's well if you want to you want to do the video now I would say it's it it is it's it's primarily setting a good example um, you know we talk to so many people do as I say not as I do yeah well it starts at home and you have good food at home and you don't ever serve that stuff at home and right. when you go somewhere I ha we have a friend right now who um, got into keto and then she started baking keto options, cookies and cakes and different things like that. And we know a baker also. And so her kid, well maybe both of them, are like really into it. Right. They set a good example and they're creating on it together. Um, and uh, I, think, I think we will do a video. We'll do a video thing. so we can yak it up a little bit Sounds more in the video. Good. Sounds good. Okay, good. Um, hello to Boston, by the way. We love Boston. Boston is Boston in the house. Boston is in the house. And okay. also India, Georgia, New Zealand, England, France, Spain, Honduras, and Pakistan. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so how come people are not watching from Iraq, though? That's the question. There, I said Iraq earlier. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, Barbara from Dallas, Texas. You've been waiting patiently. You had a question about wild yam root, right? And menopause. Hello. Hey, Barb. Are you there? Barb. Okay. Barb might be talking with some friends, so I'm just going to answer. I'm just going to answer your question. Everyone else is there. Everyone else. Barb, basically, you're wanting to know. I'm taking the wild yam. How come? How how long do I have wait before I see results? Well, I think if if you if you don't see results within a couple of weeks, then I would look elsewhere. I, I would recommend especially for hot flashes, and I, I you know, we've, uh, we've already mentioned this with someone, other, another caller, there's a lot of things you can try. Vitamin E is very important. The other thing that you could try is a progesterone cream. That seems to work really nice, nicely, and, um, and then supporting the adrenals. Um, that's what I would do. All right, now Angela from New Jersey, you had a question. Go ahead. Hi. 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 Um, okay, so I'm three weeks into key, keto. I'm yeah. doing it very strict. I've had great results. I watch all your videos. Um, my question is about the intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. This week, I've been doing 18-hour intermittent fasting. My question to you is, can I have coffee with uh, super creamer and stevia or heavy cream and stevia in the early morning, or will that break my fast? Good question. I have done a video. You may have missed that one, but I'm just going to tell you right now. I wouldn't even worry about avoiding it because, first of all, out of all the things that trigger insulin, fat is the lowest on the list. So a true fast is actually 
consuming nothing except water, uh, if it's a water fast. But if you're consuming a little bit of that, I think it may bump you out for 15 to 20, 20 minutes. And, I, and that's so insignificant, it's not, not even an issue. So I wouldn't worry about it at all. I would suggest you can do it, and I think you're going to be fine. When you start dumping more MCT oil in there, as like in the Bulletproof um, coffee that a lot of people are doing, the only thing with that is if you're struggling with weight, that extra oil could slow you down with weight loss, but not necessarily with ketosis. So I've done a video on that. So thanks, Angela. Now, I forgot to um, ask you what were the answers to the quiz. What is America's favorite vegetable? The number one answer is broccoli. Really? Wow. Well, what do you think it is? Potatoes. Well, you're, you're, you're somewhere in the same family. Sweet potato. You're in the same family. Um, Steve, well, what do you think it is? So it's a root vegetable then. Gosh, I think broccoli. Do you? I'm guessing broccoli. The answer is corn. How, how is potato close to corn? Oh, because it's a starch. starch. Well, you know, that was my first. It's something that, I would avoid. That was my right. That was my first thought was corn. And then everyone was doing all kinds of. Corn is America's favorite keto. vegetable. Now, here's the thing about vegetables. Usually vegetables are from leaf and rooty, root type green things, right? Mm -hmm. um, they can be different colors. But the point is that corn is also considered a grain. because It's grain-like. Mm -hmm. And it's also considered a fruit. So as really? far as I'm, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, if you look at the definition of a fruit, the, the thing that I'm going to say is corn is not really a vegetable, but people think it is. And um, unfortunately, it's not the best vegetable on the, on the plate. And For I'm going so to, many reasons. I'm going to do, a, I'm actually going to release a video on it. So there's a lot more to talk about. Okay. But I have one more quiz. Oh. Okay, here it is, guys. That's a surprise quiz. What is the worst vegetable that America's America hates. The worst vegetable America hates. Can that I rephrase that? <laughs> yeah, rephrase it for me. What is the vegetable do, that they like least? What do Americans, what vegetable do Americans like the least? I like that. Let's see what they say, and then we'll come back with the answer. Okay. But did you have a question? No. Okay. Did you have a comment? No? Okay, I, good. I, I still, I just still want to say that I'm not getting the Facebook comments. Even hey, Robert, phone. you're from Jacksonville, Florida. Go ahead. Hi, thank you, Dr. Berg and Karen, for everything that you do. Sure. Um, I have an 11-year-old daughter who has an autoimmune condition uh, called juvenile dermatomyositis. Are you familiar with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, she also has Hashis, but um, I was calling to find out if there is anything that you would recommend either with healthy keto or IF uh, that would be able to help um, kind of bring that back into remission. Yeah. Question I have is, uh, does she have a weight problem or is she very thin? No, she's thin. Okay. And that's, some, that's one of the challenges you might run into because uh, the, mo the, the biggest beneficial thing for autoimmune is fasting. I would definitely do try to do two big meals and see if in big meals. So, and so she could benefit from intermittent fasting and try to play around with that because 
The thing with autoimmune is the collateral damage from the inflammation. So it's all about dropping the inflammation down. One very powerful uh, thing that for autoimmune is vitamin D. Higher levels of vitamin D, and I'm talking about minimally to 20,000, which is not that high, going up to 30,000, maybe even 40,000 I use. Um, you can even search that out. There's, you'll find a lot of interest in information on autoimmune diseases and vitamin D. Um, also selenium, very essential because that's going to help um, the antioxidant. It's going to be provide a, a good antioxidant for the oxidation that's happening with all the inflammation. So um, that's what I would do. Um, keep the sugar low, high levels of vitamin D, selenium, and intermittent fasting. That's going to be the most important. Thanks, Rob. All right, and then Visusa. Visusa? Visusa. Are you there? Hi. Hi. Hi, yeah, I'm from Toronto. So thank you. First of all, I lost 93 pounds in almost Woo! four months. Congratulations. Good job. Yeah. So the, the question is regarding my dad. My dad wants to start keto, mm -hmm. but he has diverticulitis. You want to know if it's okay to do for that? So I don't. Yeah. So, yeah. So the so the doctor told him that he cannot do it, like he cannot cut the carbs. Right. Okay. So one of the biggest irritants for your colon and the diverticuli um, is the gluten that's in the grains, um, which I'm not releasing another video on that. Um, how it affects the brain. But anyway, yes, I, I disagree with the doctor. I would, um, because what's the benefit of doing carbs and grains and sugar and for, for your colon? There's no benefit. I, I would want to know evidence. Like, show me that a high-carb diet is better than a low-carb for diverticulitis. I mean, when you lower the carb, you drop inflammation systemically. And plus, you get rid of the grains, now you get rid of the irritation. Um, and even ketones are anti-inflammatory, FYI. If he does a combination of intermittent fasting, which is anti-inflammatory, and keto, I think he'll do very well. Um, but definitely intermittent fasting with that. Um, the chlorophyll from the leafy greens will help heal the colon. Um, but that's what I would do. Just my opinion. All right, Karen. Okay, good. What do we got? So question. Uh, just because you have body problems and you're 75, does that mean you can't do ketosis? Yeah, ketosis is only for healthy people, and um, the cutoff people that is 69. Yeah, and between the ages of, I'm just being sarcastic. Um, playful, you're being yeah. playful. That's right. Dry sense of humor. The the point is that yes, it's it's for there's not any contraindications at all for keto, healthy keto. There's healthy none. keto. There's right. none. Now, intermittent fasting, yes, if you're pregnant, you're lactating, okay, but give me one contraindication. No, 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 keto. Keto. It's There's even fine to do keto if you're pregnant. I'm it's talking the about intermittent, intermittent fasting, fasting that I said oh, that you, okay. you shouldn't do that, yeah. Sorry, I stopped listening. Yes, you did. Um, Karen, tell yes. me, what was the answer to what America's like least as far as vegetables? What they hate the most? Uh, we got a lot of Brussels sprouts and spinach. Uh, an eggplant. Okay. And boiled okra, which, by the way, okra? 
You don't like it. I can't do it. So what's your I, what's your uh, thought on that? I, I would have to say if there's, I mean, I love vegetables, just so, all kinds of vegetables, but okra. America's. Oh, Please. okra. <laughs> okay. I guess I, I guess um, spinach or Brussels sprouts. Okay, Steve, what do you think? Um, gosh, uh, kale. I know that's bad, but it, I can't stand it. Okay. Well, we're not talking about you. We're talking about I mean, Americans. I, I love Brussels sprouts. This is one of my all-time favorites, but okay. I think... Cabbage so stinks. The answer is... Cabbage? Brussels sprouts. Because <gasps> you don't know how to cook them. Because my, I didn't like Brussels sprouts either until my friend Sylvia taught me how to cook them, and hey, now I'm just... I have a great idea. Why don't you do a cooking video? Hint, hint. Mm. On Brussels sprouts. <laughs> and then you can show people how to cook them correctly. There is a great way to cook Brussels sprouts. I and, actually like and they Brussels must be all the rage I because really they're in them. all kinds of restaurants they're now, so crispy Brussels sprouts, except they put sugar all over them. They're so good for you. Yeah. Um, and corn is not so good for you. Yeah. All right. So Corn's overrated. Jim, you're from California. You had a question. Go ahead, Jim. I do. Yes, I'm here. Thank you uh, for taking my call. Um, I recently was um, diagnosed with um, 1,300 coronary calcium score and uh, the only reason I went to to have this test done was because I exercise a lot and uh, at age 62 I still get my heart rate up pretty high and so I decided to have some preventative tests done um, to check out my heart and so my score uh, otherwise I've been doing the keto for about a year I've had really good results and lost about 15 pounds my blood pressure is the lowest it's been as an adult. It's like 110 over 60. Um, and now um, I want to try to get that coronary calcium score yeah. down. What well, can I do? Well, this I, I did a video on it. I am releasing a video on um, vitamin K2 very soon on vitamin K2 and pathological calcification, which has to do with buildup of calcium that is um, in a disease state in your arteries, in your kidney, on the coronary of the artery, in different places. So I think you'll you'll enjoy that. But vitamin K2 is going to be what you need to focus on, um, large amounts of it, because what K2 does, which is different than K1, is that it removes calcium from places that it shouldn't be and, and puts it into the bone. Um, there's, um, there's quite a few different proteins that are involved with that, but uh, and even vitamin K1 can convert to K2, but it's, it's probably a very common deficiency with K2 because it's in specific things like um, goose liver, it's in um, hard cheeses, it's in um, egg yolks, sometimes some butter. So, so the thing is, though, I think it'd be good. It would, it would have been nice to actually see what your score was like before you started keto. And what I would do is I would definitely go uh, with foods with high in potassium because potassium allows some elasticity in the arteries and it also will help to mobilize calcium better, believe it or not. And then K2 with vitamin D together, I would um, watch my video on that. I tell you the ratios in the video. Uh, but you need a lot of K2. You need to continue a real healthy version of keto. Vitamin E is going to be very important. And then within four months, get a test another test to reevaluate that 
And also, in the meantime, watch Ivor Cummins. He has a great videos on that. But it's, uh, it's one of the best indicators of heart issue in years is definitely too high. So um, the key is bringing it down over time. So that's what I would do, Jim. Thanks for your call. All right, Karen. Do we um, have a question? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so um, this person uh, lives in Canada. It's very, very dry. Darn, I just lost their question. Very, very dry. Uh, itchy skin, uh, wrinkly hands, um, and thinking that it's season, like seasonal or, or weather-wise. Oh, uh, inflamed red hands. This person is only 30. Yeah. You know. Also, tense muscles, acid reflux. A lot of different issues there. I'm not sure if you're doing I'll tell keto you and exactly what to do, because I've had this in my practice. I had people like that come in all the time. And unfortunately, way back when I first started, I didn't know what I know now. But I would try all the stuff, the omega-3, the DHEA, the this, the that, the nutrients. And I'm like, why doesn't it work? You know, Like it wasn't working. Simply because I will guarantee that person is not doing healthy keto and intermittent fasting. I would get that implemented so fast and then see what happens to your skin because, I mean, Remember at the summit we did, and you look around, people's skin, it was incredible. People were glowing. Um, so that's what I would do. I wouldn't necessarily try to, a, a, a remedy for that. I would first get the basics in. As a matter of fact, I would say, just by looking at the people that we know that got onto keto and intermittent fasting, probably the first thing I notice yeah. is their skin, their face and their skin. You, you start looking younger. Mm -hmm. I mean, inflammation um, goes down, color comes back, um, pores shrink. I mean, we're we're she's thirty nine, I'm thirty eight, and we're <laughs> we don't look that age, right? My so. birthday's coming up. That's right, Karen. That's a that's a true statement. I'm thirty nine again. That's right. It's coming up. Okay, so while you're going to be making mental notes about what you want for your birthday. I'm going to go right to <laughs> Susan from Toronto. Um, you had a question. Go ahead, Susan. Uh, hi, Dr. Bird hi. and Karen. Hi. Hi. Uh, I just want to thank you for picking up my call. I want to thank you for all your effort and all this beautiful um, keto things that you, you savor. You're, you're a lifesaver. You and your wife, I love you both. Thanks. Oh, uh, I just, uh, uh, I am uh, around my 50 uh, years old. Mm -hmm. I'm 5'5". Five, five. Uh, I was 196 pounds. In one year, I went down to 138. Wow. Yay. Great. Uh, Good job. Uh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. And my trailer side was 5.5. Five. Uh, it went down 1.5. Uh, I'm very proud of myself. Mm -hmm. I'm very happy, but uh, this is all good. I was extra large size. I went to size. I was 16. I went down to small size number four. My wow. my belt. <laughs> no, I'm I'm very happy with my look. I can give you. I want to try to give you my story, like send you my story, and I have picture before and after. I don't look like. Okay. Um, so I'm happy, but I just did something wrong like a couple uh, months ago I just went down there uh, 
eating everything. I didn't care. So yeah. I gained like uh, from 138 to 150 now. Uh, so I went back now like to trying to, to to do the keto and lose this 10 pounds. Yeah. And it's very, very hard. I'm yeah. eating one meal a day. Okay. And I'm doing all my strength and I cannot lose even half a pound. Okay. So let me just kind of, I think that brings up a really important point because I know this might be shocking. There are certain people, Karen, hmm. that um, during the holidays from November, to November to December, they tend to not be as serious or they kind of go off the program and they start January 1st. This is a perfect example of why that I don't agree that you should do that because when you go off, all of a sudden like you go off for a period of time and it's harder to get back the results. Um, that being said, um, I understand you're going to go off on different holidays. Just get right back on. You know, you don't have to do it like weeks and weeks. So keep that discipline in. Now, Susan, what I would recommend um, is I would try to do uh, maybe in the next two weeks, try to do two different times a 48-hour fast just to jumpstart things. And if you do a 48-hour fast and things are going well and you feel okay and you're taking your nutrients, go even a little bit longer if you can just to get a jump start because obviously you're, you hit this plateau. The other thing that I would focus on is getting an extra hour of sleep each day. Believe it or not, that will help you. And then also your exercise, go higher intensity to the point where you're, you really have a good workout and maybe not do that as frequent because we want to make sure the recovery is there. Um, and then on the off days, do long walks, and then keep your, your bring your carbs down to close to zero. Those are all just things that you could do that tend to work. Thanks, Susanna, or Susan. All right, Karen, you had a question. Well, I think this is the guy with ALS that we met at the summit. Joseph, he says, hi, thank you for the ALS video you made. We meet you, but I think you meant met you at your summit. Started IF with my wife. Maybe this is yeah, another is. person. Yeah, that's him. Oh, okay. Uh, keto, I started IF with my wife, and it's working. I'm not getting as tired, and it's not affecting my so me negatively or his negativity. I'm not sure. There's typos there. But anyway, he's having you, good results. When you have ALS, which is an autoimmune disease, um, it affects your, your nervous system severely and it can be devastating those of you that are watching this or you know anyone who has this that I mean there's really no no good prognosis at all you need to do keto and IF I'm telling you right now because it can actually create some serious benefit by dropping inflammation and, and actually add more vitamin D there and um, I mean all these autoimmune diseases you need to do that it just What's interesting about this is that I did a video on um, gastric bypass and how all the benefits of gastric bypass, basically you get rid of these diseases, right? Why? Because you're, you're affecting something in your small intestine that indirectly lowers insulin. That's why it works. I'm not recommending it though. You know, you don't need to do that. But that's why it works. But the other thing that I'm, I want to mention, I'm going to do a video on this, is all the quite amazing effects that metformin has on your body which I'm not recommending that either, but I'm just saying. Wow, can, I can't even believe those words came we can, out of your mouth. Well, here's the thing. You can learn from that. Metformin is the most commonly prescribed medication for type 2 diabetes, and also it's used for PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. But it helps um, weight loss. It helps um, stabilizing blood, blood sugars. It 
helps the liver not produce all this extra sugar. It helps um, like energy and urination and memory and preventing stroke and even preventing cancer. Now, here's the thing. What does that mean? It means that we want to find out what it's doing at the cellular level. It's fixing, in, or it's at least artificially correcting a huge problem with insulin resistance. That's what it's doing. It's mm. making insulin more sensitive. So this is what keto and IF does. So you don't need to, I mean, go that route, the drug route, because it's artificially doing it. And it has major side effects with B12 deficiency and B1 deficiency, but and folic acid. But it just tells us that the, it just, you, can, you can learn from it. it. The reason it works is because it's doing what IF and keto is doing. That's all I'm going to say, Karen. And then I'm going to shut up. Okay. All right. Don't get me on my soap. So You're on. You're on, man. This is called an hour on the soapbox. Really it's okay. interesting. It is, right? I thought it was interesting. It, it is interesting. Okay. So, Ki, Kiana, uh, Kiana. There we go. Kiana. You're from <laughs> Fort Lauderdale, yeah. Florida. And um, basically... Hi. Hi. Terry just kind of... Uh, he basically kind of has it in a way that it's phonetic. Down. Yes. It's called the phonetically uh, spelled out <laughs> name, so that Dr. Berg isn't butchering everybody's name. And sometimes he still has to point at it. <laughs> That's and look fine. At me. I'm used to it. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. So you had a question about the best Thank supplement. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Yeah. You had the best uh, question about the best supplement for pregnancy. Is that correct? Yes, this is my third pregnancy. The first two, I had some complications. I've been watching your videos, taking supplements, and I really thank both of you for all the work that you've done. I mean, never in my life had I got to such a healthy place, and the hypothyroidism, the anemia, and my vitamin D was low, all that reversed. I lost about 25 pounds. I was overweight for the majority of my life. I'm 5'4", Mm. And I got pregnant for my third pregnancy. Um, I have one daughter. The other one passed away at five days old after placenta abruption at 24 weeks. Mm. Um, so they're watching me really closely. Um, I believe that I'm in a much better place than I was ever before. Yeah. And, of course, when I ask about potassium, magnesium, calcium, you know, I just get a go take prenatal pills answer. Right. Um, so I just want to make sure that I'm kind of not overdoing it, and I don't know which of your supplements or if any you can recommend that I should add with my prenatal vitamins and my healthy keto to make sure my potassium, calcium, magnesium is, is great. Because okay. sometimes I am getting cramping. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here's the yeah. thing. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought this up because the absolute most important time to make sure your nutrition is actually correct is when you're pregnant, right before, or when you're lactating, but primarily when you're pregnant because the, your future health of that baby is going to be dependent on exactly what you're eating and your nutrition. It's, these deficiencies will uh, affect the skeletal system of your child, the, the, the bone structure of the teeth, the immune system. So I would definitely do the vitamin K2 and D3, okay? I would, you need that. That's probably like very vital. I would do sea kelp because the iodine will, can, um, if you're iodine deficient, that could um, lead to a decreased IQ by certain amounts. I would do the trace minerals um, because you want the zinc and the copper in the right ratios. Very, very important with that. Um, the B vitamins, um, nutritional yeast is going to be really important too. 
it has um, folic acid, which prevents the neural tube defects. But also, the other B vitamins are important, especially B1. Um, the other thing that I would do is I'd go out and get a really high quality cod liver oil, virgin cod liver oil, and start taking that. That way you get your vitamin A and the DHA, omega-3 fatty acids. Um, those are the important ones and they have huge salads for your vitamin C. I think you're going to have a really healthy child if you do that. Um, those are the most important things. Zinc, uh, vitamin D, the B vitamins, vital, vital, vital for this kid. This, this fetus that's growing inside your body right now, and also the health of the placenta. And then while you're breastfeeding, hopefully for one plus years after that. Um, all right, so thanks for your call, and uh, can't, can't wait to hear about the health of your child. All right, Karen. Looks like you're writing down some stuff over there. I got some things. You got some things got you want to talk things. about? Go ahead. Well, uh, one person's asking what kind of liquid can he or she drink during a 48 to 72 hour fast. I did a video on all the liquids. You should watch that. But you can do water. Ooh, exciting. That is you exciting. can do tea. I would even recommend coffee. No cream? A little cream if you want. Um, but that breaks it fast. Yes, but just a tiny bit, about 15 minutes. So it's going to be a very insignificant thing. Hmm. Um, you can do... Um, what about the green drinks and the electrolyte and the veggie no, solution? No, I wouldn't do the, the... I would do like the green juice powder, but not Wheat the veggie... Right, not the veggie solution because that has fiber in it. And it's, mm. just, it's like you're doing a whole salad. So I, I wouldn't necessarily go that route. But I think the, uh, the wheatgrass juice is good because it's... Like it's barely any calories and it's just the nutrients, chlorophyll. I think that's important. So when you're doing these long fasts, um, yes, you, need to, you can drink different things. Electrolytes. Yes. The key is the nutrition because a lot of people are, are doing this without really backing it up with years of healthy eating. So they have deficiencies and then they end up with problems, you know, fainting and dizzy and the whole thing. So you want to just take supplements while you're fasting. To admit. Supplements won't break the fast. No. And I've answered that in quite a few videos. So search out those if you could. Okay. Okay. And then what about um, losing that last 10 pounds? Just reply right now how many women out there or men are trying to lose the last 10 pounds. Gosh, I'm always what, trying what to a, lose the last a, 10 pounds. What a great idea for a video. Guess yeah. what? I have one on that. I know. <laughs> okay. So... Bears repeating, apparently. All right. <laughs> so I know what happens is that you have this thing called a stubborn metabolism and things slow down as people age and, and that for various reasons. So, um, and it's, I know it's frustrating too because the level of effort that you might need is way more than you might think. Mm. Um, and if you base it on weight loss, you could set yourself up for failure because it's really a health situation you want to deal with, especially when we talk about menopause, because a lot of menopause is not just fat, it's atrophy, it's a loss of muscle protein. And it looks like fat and cellulite, but it's loss of muscle protein. So you gotta, st you gotta start adding in the exercise and all these factors, and, and it does take a long time with sleep and keep your stress down. But even when you add exercise, it could take several years before you start seeing the changes that you want. Um, and then you, you can always adjust things, bring your carbs, down to close to zero, get more sleep, do anti-aging things, 
like um, get more maybe sun, you know, in January. You can't do that. Take vitamin D. Uh, reduce your stress. Go for long walks. These are all things that I talk about in a lot of the other videos. So anyway, that's, that's, it. that's a quick one. Uh, now we're going to go to Kaylee in Houston, Texas. You had a question. Uh, keto for your and your white blood cell count is low, right? Hello. Hello. Is it Dr. Berg? Yeah, this is Dr. Berg. Hi, how are you? I'm glad to hear you. Uh, first of all, I would like to thank you very much for all what you've done for us. Uh, I was just want to tell you. Okay, so you're, you, oh. you went off. Okay, so I got the question anyway. So some, something happened. There was an accident there. We disconnected you, or you you disconnected. You um, had he had low white blood cells. Um, that could mean many different things. Uh, what I would do um, is I would take zinc. Um, all the white blood cells have zinc in them, and also I would take more a food-based vitamin C. Vitamin C also is in the white blood cell, so that it, and also vitamin D. Those three right there. I will say, though, if your cortisol is high, that's a stress hormone, that could be suppressing the white blood cells. So I, don't, I need more data to evaluate that, but at least you, you know of a few things that you can do. Anyway, Karen, on that note, yep. stay tuned for some really exciting uh, video releases. Watch the one on potassium. And until next week, have a wonderful weekend. Mm -hmm. And, and you're going to let me say something? Goodbye. <laughs>